Hello everyone and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I am your host, Ellie Hope Herringshaw, and I'm really glad you're here. Right now we are in a series on dating after divorce. And today I am interviewing my brother, Michael Herringshaw, and his wife, Jenna Herringshaw, to talk about sexual purity. And although they may not be divorced, they have a very strong perspective on sexual purity. So as a warning, we do talk about sex. Um, if you are listening with smaller kids or maybe a little bit sensitive to this, maybe listen to a different episode or um, listen at another time. My goal in this episode is just to encourage you to have an opinion, to have a standard, have a conviction around sexual purity if you are starting to date, especially after divorce. So without further ado, let's just get into this episode with Michael Herringshaw and Jenna Herringshaw. I am so happy that you guys are here again on the podcast because you're back you're back this time you're married (laughs) you've been on the podcast before i'm with my brother michael herringshaw and his wife jenna herringshaw and you guys have been on the podcast talking about your rings that's right and now they're on yeah you're wearing them they're all on you're wearing them to symbolize your commitment your covenant you know, marriage is so much more than a commitment. Yeah. It's a miracle. Oh, my word. And then your wedding. <gasps> oh, <laughs> stop. It was the best day ever. It was the best day it's ever. True. It was really, that honestly, point. that was, that day was one of, that was one of my favorite days. Mm. And yeah, it was just, it was so beautiful. So thanks. But you guys are not divorced. Praise the Lord. Love no, that. that's not going to happen. No, it's not. <laughs> It definitely isn't because also at, I, I, I was blessed enough to stand up with you guys. Yeah. And I take that role very seriously. Some people are like, like oh, that. yeah, like we're just friends or whatever. <laughs> but like I I want to take that role very seriously to say, like, if you have an issue, yeah. if there's something going on, you guys can come to me. I love that. Because yeah. we're not supposed to do covenant alone. Mm-mm. That's why we invite people to our weddings. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And even like, okay, I'm getting on a tangent here, <laughs> but even, um, your salt box, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But even, um, you know, even like when you go to the justice of the peace, you still need a witness. Yeah. You need another person there to re- like remind you and yeah. to, yeah. to sign that you actually did it. Yeah. And there's a reason that we have a party and celebrate because we invite people who mean something to us. And I also think there's something very powerful about, those relationships after divorce yeah. that is really hard and um, <laughs> challenging. It adds another level of challenge. Yeah. And you guys can't necessarily speak to that. But mm-hmm. today we're going to be talking about the importance of sexual purity in a relationship. Yay. And oofta. Okay. Because like God bless the person that clicked on this podcast, seeing the name, <laughs> like, ooh, like flashbacks of junior high, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, just say no. Just say no. Girls are pink, boys are blue, no making purple. <laughs> that oh. was that was a thing like when I was at camp. Oh my god. Growing up, like don't touch the boys. Like that that kind of level of that's not what this podcast is about, <laughs> let me just say. That's not what this podcast is about. But buckle up. Buckle up because and then people also might be wondering, wait, why on earth is Ellie's brother talking about this. That's kind of awkward. But Michael has such an amazing perspective and such authority to speak on this that I'm like, well, who else am I going to do? Because I am 
um, I'm in a relationship right now. I'm very blessed by that. Um, I've been divorced for <laughs> Jenna's doing a little dance. We're excited about um, it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so am I. We're just we're keeping open hands with it, you know? Um, yeah, that's a that's a podcast exclusive. You heard it first here, kids. <laughs> that hasn't been said yet. Um, but we you know, when 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 you have been to, when you've been married, when you've had a covenant, when yeah. you've um, when you've been there already <laughs> And, you know, sexually as well, then entering into a relationship and trying to navigate that is a whole other thing. It's really hard and it's really complicated because um, it can sometimes feel like law. It can feel very like rigid. It's weird. But at the same time, we know and I know I want to be so honoring to God. I want to be so honoring to myself. Um, because I know that it's the best thing for me. So I'm getting ahead yeah, a little bit. This is good. Um, <laughs> setting the stage a little bit for I this, like but it. I think this is gonna be a fun conversation oh, yeah. and one that, um, you know, it's, it's great to have both of you guys here too, because, and also, yeah, let's just dive in. Let's do it. Love it. Let's dive in. Michael, you've had, you've had some conversations with people. Let's talk about that a little bit. Oh yeah. So how we give some context here. How old are you? I'm 21. You're just a baby. <laughs> like I'm almost 30 you're 21 but here I have you talking about sexual purity it's yeah. it's the best okay I this is one of my one of the topics that I'm most most passionate about um I feel like um I've just seen the fruit of doing a relationship and now being in marriage yeah of, of seeing the fruit of what even just one person walking in genuine love and and, and purity what it does to a marriage and like like if if i don't know it's just it's i've seen the fruit so i can't shut up about it basically yeah and if you've been around me for longer than a few minutes basically this question is going to come up and uh yeah i've i this you're basically going to get the inside scoop of the conversation i have with with guys that i meet or or some of jenna's like friends's boyfriends that i that i yeah. meet up with <laughs> So you're going to get, you're going to be the fly on the wall, I think today. Love that. I love and that. So what you can do is just like, rather than actually having that conversation, just send them this podcast. Perfect. <laughs> just to save some time. Just save some time. Maybe just... as like a little homework beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this podcast. Let me know what you think. And, and um, if you and... still want to date this woman, yeah. <laughs> then come to me. <laughs> I love that because honestly, the stakes are high. Oh yeah. The stakes huge. are high. Yeah. So so how do you how did you how did you come on having this such a fire and such a kind of an authority to speak on this yeah i mean i kind of have the classic evangelical boy story Mm -hmm. where i got exposed to pornography at a very just a pretty young age yeah i just remember being like second or third grade and doing some research on Oh, wow. On like Google images and boom, something came up and it grabbed my like attention and, and yeah. And then basically through the years, I think around eighth grade, ninth grade is when I kind of got addicted to pornography Hmm. and I hadn't told anybody about it all the way through high school, basically until I was like 11th grade until finally I told my best friend because like I was leading FCA and I remember I watched pornography the night before I was about to leave wow. an FCA and I went, there's something wrong here. Yeah. And, wow. and I reached out to my, 
my best friend James and I texted him. I said, dude, something needs to change in my life. Wow. And I remember like that was the journey of actually stepping out of really the slavery and addiction that I had. Um, but yeah, the, the, the years went by. I, to give some context, Jenna, I went to high school with Jenna and I had a big crush on her all the way through. I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> and she just loved playing hard to get. And basically, long story short, um, she low-key liked me. This is we've, we've discovered this after mm-hmm. years of discussing and me being confident. She did like me. That's <laughs> to get on the record. She liked me. She was just I mean, why, would, me. why wouldn't she? There's no reason. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, she ends up following me to college, right, babe? Uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in reality, okay, so but right before my senior year of high school, still kind of dealing with this issue of pornography um and really it's a like to give some some context i'm not obsessed about with like with like i don't think pornography is the issue i think it's like if you think about the analogy of like a vehicle and you oh is is something wrong with my vehicle the first thing you're going to do is look at the at any any like lights on your dash dashboard. Yeah, you're going to see if there's the check engine light on yeah. or and if there's some the oil light. if there's a light on then it's like oh there's something wrong with my car but just because there's no light doesn't mean there's not a problem because i think that the hmm. the core issue is do you understand the revelation of like of what it means to love and hmm. be loved by jesus that's wow. like yep. the core issue but i see i see pornography as a, an engine light and I, I see I see it as a if this is something that's going on in your life, you there's there's room for growth in the revelation of love because it's not just it's not just like moments in your life where where you step in and out of love in and out. Oh, when I'm doing this, yeah, I'm not loving. But the rest of my time and the rest of my relationships, I'm loving really purely. Hmm. I believe that it's actually an underlying belief of of your value for people yeah and i experienced that um i love that you say even just your value for people rather than just your value for women no yeah because i mean a lot of times we will say because i think it very much devalues women oh 100 you know i I mean particularly like you know yeah like heterosexual like pornography like that like it devalues women but it all, I mean, just devalues people in general. 100%, yeah. And so I like, I like, I just wanted to note that, that that's, I think that that's a really important yeah. point. It's not just about the it's value of women. It's not just about sexuality. Yeah. It's right. about love. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Oh gosh. That's um, so true. But going on that vein, uh, when I, we, um, right before college, basically, yeah, we started to get interested in each other mm-hmm. and long story short, really complicated but we got into a relationship my freshman year of college this was only two and a half years ago yeah and i was still however like i was really opened up to guys about you know how i'm doing Mm -hmm. and uh people knew how i was doing like my closest friends but jenna didn't and i had never i'd never shared this with her Mm. and basically it was something that wasn't like let me back up i don't like i don't even like giving you guys like the, the details because it doesn't matter yeah about how yes. much i did it right <laughs> it was a heart posture but but hmm. essentially it was still present and it yeah. still had a voice wow and 
And it really... Or like the ripple effects of it. Oh, yeah. Like whether you're even involved in it, there's still healing around that that yeah. needs to take place. And essentially... That's it, a really good point. And I loved Jesus at this time. And like yeah. there was like a genuine relationship with the Lord, but this still had a voice in my life and it did have a ripple effect on, on mm. our relationship. And I did not have the ability to pursue her in purity wow. and, to, and to love her ultimately. And I remember... Before before our relationship a few months back, and I said this in the last podcast, the Lord had given me a dream, one of the most like I don't know, I just it was it was a rebuke, but like full of love. I, I had this dream. I was about to graduate college or high school and in, in real life. But I was in, in, in my dream I was graduating high school and I was looking for Jenna all around the high school and people kept saying, Oh, you just missed her, you just missed her. And basically, I followed this trail down to this bridge. Spoiler alert, I would propose to her on that bridge a couple months later. But I met this figure that really represented the father. Hmm. And he looked at me right in the eye. And I asked, like, hey, have you seen Jenna? I want to say goodbye to her. And he looked at me, and he was just full of joy. But then he got very serious, pointed at me, and said, be perfect as I am perfect. And... Wow. This, and that's, like, that's found in Matthew. Yeah. Sermon on the Mount. Yep. Matthew 5. And I, I, don't, I don't think I even remembered it. If, if like, I, I didn't, I, I ended up finding that in the Bible later, actually, and going, oh my wow. gosh. Wow. Like, that's actually scriptural. Yeah. Jesus said that. It was like a command at the end of all of the, you know, <laughs> the Bible says don't murder, but if you hate, then you're, then you're murdering. Yeah. And like, if yeah. If you look at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery. So kind of back to our story, yeah. that's where I'm at. The Lord had given me that really warning and exhortation. And I really didn't, didn't take that seriously enough, apparently. Um, but basically, our boundaries were really just kind of blurred. Mm-hmm. And Jenna was in a place, can, you want to share maybe a little bit of your heart where, where you were at? Yeah, during our first relationship, really unsure about how I was supposed to be treated by a man Hmm. um really because I was just I was say I I would say I gave my life to Jesus my sophomore year of high school but um really just starting to walk with Jesus um the end of my junior year into my senior year Hmm. um and then growing a lot my senior year but still really unsure about my identity in God really unsure about my identity um, with people and just who I am as a person. Yeah. And so a lot of that was just, I don't know how to be treated. And I've, and I never had like a specific relationship, um, like an earthly relationship that would show me how I was supposed to be treated. So I was kind of walking in unsure territory of what is what is okay boundaries I never had a family that told me you can't have sex you can't make out you can't kiss anything like that I wasn't I was never told those things um and so I was just like I don't know I I'm trying to follow Jesus so I know sex is no yeah (laughs) but the rest of it I don't know like where's the line and what what does a pure heart look like and what does relationships look like and so um yeah kind of during this time also just working through a lot of insecurities in my own heart with um men and Mm -hmm. trusting men and um 
really didn't do that well in our first relationship at all as far as trusting you or um yeah being like was never really very vulnerable with you working really so was it like emotionally trusting sorry to interrupt like was it was it like um like you weren't trusting him with your emotions or with your feelings your yeah past or was it like are you cheating on me? Was it that kind of trust or? Um, no, I never thought he was cheating on me, but I, yeah, definitely the emotional part. I couldn't really share any of my heart Mm, with him. Gotcha. And really at this point I wasn't healed enough to even share my heart with most people. So, well, you probably um, didn't have the awareness that, that of, of the, of the healing in yourself at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I really didn't. And, um, right as we broke up the first time, spoiler alert, sorry. Um, but (laughs) we, I, that's when I really came into the awareness of I need healing from wow. Jesus yep. um, with a lot of those topics. So yeah, that's kind of where I was at. Yeah, just for you, you would say that a lot of your healing came from the Lord calling you pure, mm. right? And yeah. Yeah. Like even d- d- despite the the sin that you have committed that yeah. the Lord has actually called us pure. And the Absolutely. cross. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that that's such an important thing. And for, yeah. for me, for me it was really big to to look to look to look at Jesus and see and thank him that I have been reclaimed. Yeah. For me reclaiming reclaiming is identifying a fearful and painful internal reaction to a place or thing that holds a memory, choosing to face it head on and create a new positive association. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, that's what it that's the definition. I hope everyone remembers that word for word. But but that is also a picture of salvation. Yeah. It's a picture of redemption and what Jesus did for me that I was dirty, that I was painful, that I had all of this ick and then Jesus took me and created something new. Which yeah. was, which is a beautiful and pure person. Yeah, you are. And yeah, I am. <laughs> and so, so I am in that way reclaimed, and that's what <clears throat> happens even to our purity. Yeah. So we broke up. Yeah. That was, praise God. That was a good thing. Um, wow. That was a really good. I'm thing. glad that you can look at that and say that. Oh yeah. Was it hard? Was that um, breakup hard? What was it? What was it, babe? Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> It's definitely hard. We, I, yeah. There was a lot of emotions, but Jesus really, it was. To, we were supposed to break up. Yeah. Yep. For we'll both of our to, sakes. Yeah. Yep. That's wonderful. You can look back and see that. So fast forward. Boom. Maybe okay. let's let's do that. You, you so you're bro- you're broken up, and yep. it sounds like the Lord is then doing, he's doing work in your hearts oh, yeah. separately. Yeah. Sh- uh, for me. I, I was going on a journey of of really falling in love with the Lord. It felt like the first time. Kind of mm. always feels like the first time as he takes you and grows you. Yeah. Um, but man, I just really took it seriously, my relationship with Jesus. Mm. And I watched him just mold me so much. That's awesome. Um and, and and just regarding the sexual purity, it was like it just kind of became a, a background kind of topic in my life it wasn't like a big deal it started to kind of fade but it wasn't like a this is so much victory like this is I'm so victorious in this area and mm. I'm like I, I didn't understand I, I, it was just kind of like slowly fading but still it had a kind of a residual effect on again my perspective of people um but anyways fast forward the Lord I just I remember this moment 
this was uh, kind of, I think, six months after we broke up. And I was in the prayer room just meditating on Romans 8. And something clicked with me that, oh my gosh, I'm his son. And I, I had like, I can't really explain the encounter with, with God, but I just like all of a sudden believed what he said about me, that I'm his son and that, mm. and that like I am pure. And then the next day someone basically prophesied over me and was like, you are pure. Wow. And it didn't all of a sudden, I just believed it for like the first time in my life. Wow. I really authentically believed it. And it had <laughs> nothing to do with the timeline. It had everything to do with just believing the gospel. And from that moment on, basically, I started telling people like my testimony of freedom. Wow. And I had like it just it's something really clicked in my heart. But um, it's the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That he, he, he did something in you. It sounds like what he was doing was he was creating the soil really yep. well like he was tilling the soil he was he was doing all that work to um beforehand and then the seed like all of a sudden sprouted yeah in you and it was like oh this is what it is yeah exactly yeah. i think that that's a lot of how kind of revelation works that oftentimes we don't have the capacity to receive the real revelation until some of the work is done yep on you know on the beforehand <laughs> For real. That's yeah really good. wow and then and so then you're you're walking in that you're, oh, yeah. you're telling people, you're yeah. preaching, preaching it. Oh, I was, I was preaching <laughs> And this is before really you guys quick. were together. Yep. So she had gone to YWAM. Yeah. Uh, right after we broke up. Praise the Lord. We're, we're big yeah. YWAM fans here. <laughs> yes. Youth with a mission. It's a big mission organization. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, the Lord just completely blew my mind and I realized, oh, oh my gosh, I'm free. And, and this, I think the core, core for it for me was, I think that there's basically two different kind of views of the gospel. Um, one being that when Jesus died on the cross, like he just kind of, the, the way that after Jesus died on the cross, the way that the father sees us, he kind of puts on his Jesus glasses and he just kind of sees us, sees a skewed lens like, oh, they're mm -hmm. pure. But be, but because the, the cross just kind of skewed his vision of us, like, like, like Jesus was like, photobombing like oh, every time i yeah. try to look at ellie <laughs> jesus photobomb yeah. hey oh ellie's pure what do you right. know but really she's like a mess so this is the, this is the, that's the the theology of we're sinners and saints yeah essentially you it, know yeah. it's like simultaneously sinners like and saints cross, that's the yeah the cross did something but it didn't really do anything in me i'm still really messed up just as messed up as before the cross but, but thank god for the cross yeah but because thank god it photobombs it photobombs thanks my for the life. photobomb but but I actually believe like Jesus was revealing to me like not only, like I put your right my righteousness inside of you and it became who you are mm, like it's still so, his righteousness so yeah. but he actually healed my heart hmm. and I actually don't have to expect sin to come to flow out of me and it was it was like boom all of a sudden I got that revelation from the Lord like wow I'm a son I'm pure and that's not just good self talk it's actually real. Wow. When I actually believe the gospel and I, and I just believe like the, the next two months and I'm still on that journey of like seeing people with more and more love. But I just realized like the glaze fell off of my eyes mm. and I, and I, and I realized, wow, I actually kind of viewed people as pawns <laughs> and mm, I, and I realized wow. like the abomination 
yeah. uh, of pornography. And I realized the, the influence it had that, had that had trickled in my heart all over, like into everything yeah. in my life. Like, wow. And I started viewing people, I think, more and more like what Jesus would view them as. As like real people worthy of love and worthy of yeah. of my life of my of my of my attention. Wow, that's and, so um, great. And that and the realization that like, wow, love is not. I need I I need you at core. It's like it comes from this overflow in my heart, yeah. where I've been so loved. I've been so. I, I just am in such a in, in, in deep relationship with Jesus that I have the ability to love you. Hmm. Um, that's so cool. I love that. I love that. And my goodness. Yeah. And that and that's clearly completely changed your life. Oh, yeah. It's completely changed the way you view people. And then and then your relationship with your wife, obviously. Yep. Because you because then that the Lord healed you in that way yeah and then well you know obviously he redeemed you he reclaimed you you then have to take that on and say i am redeemed and reclaimed yeah and live like it yeah and then that that was the birth of something really just just a new man yeah yeah that's that's so awesome so i was still in love with her and i i just can kind of continue to pursue her actually yeah. uh when she got back from ywam and um but this time my heart was different. Yeah. And she didn't trust me. Right? She's nodding. Correct. <laughs> she Correct. didn't trust me at all. And the first the first thing I said to her when she got back was, This is where my life was at when we were dating. I and I repented to her. Wow. And I said, This was going on in my life. You didn't deserve that, but that's but I'm not there anymore. Praise God. And I was Praise just, the Lord. Yeah. I didn't I didn't want that to be something that was looming in the background. Yep. Um That's so cool. But essentially nothing really happened for a few months. And if you want to chime in, feel free. From yeah, from my perspective on that, um was just yeah, I got back from YWAM. Really just like really what I got back from was just being with Jesus for you know six months and just really asking him what do you think about me um and really just getting a full revelation of who I am in him and what I deserve and the way he treats me and sees me um and so coming back from that time I really saw our old relationship clearly of just like that was bad and that wasn't Mm. what that wasn't the fullness of how it's supposed to be yeah. and how, you know, even I would say like the way he treated me in the first relationship, that that's not how Jesus would treat me. So I was just kind of like, we can't, we can't go anywhere. Yeah. And I, there was still feelings. I, I definitely liked him. Yeah. yeah I liked him. <laughs> I mean, again, um, how could you not? Yeah. It's really, <laughs> but I was just, I was stuck in what happened in the first relationship and I was yeah I was like we can't do that again um and really didn't trust him very much at all even when he told me what Jesus did in his heart I I didn't I didn't know what to do with that Mm -hmm. um because I had I hadn't seen him for myself so I yeah was just oh I'm you glad. were like mm, all right I was oh. like I'm glad like I was like I was thoroughly like I love that but 
I also didn't know what that meant in my life. Like right, I couldn't right. just jump in with right. that. Cause you were, um, you know, of course you want to like protect yourself and like have boundaries and yeah. And what Jesus really did in my heart was instead of watching his behavior um, over the next few months and being like, Oh, I, you really have to prove something to me. I just said to Jesus, I was like, if it's true, if his, if, if that's, if that's his, the purity of his heart, tell me and show me. And that's, I trust, you know, you trust God. You don't, you can't just, I don't trust my own eyes to figure that out or my feelings. Um, so went through a really, really beautiful journey with Jesus Mm -hmm. over our, um, undating relationship. And then even after we started dating of him just revealing to me over and over and just one time specifically, um, we were dating at this point and again, just some fear rose up of like, is this like, is this, um, manipulative, right? Cause just the old relationship scared me. So yeah, I, and yeah. so, yeah, I was just, is this manipulative? Is this, is this real because you can you can almost take pain and portray it on someone as Mm -hmm. in like oh I know you're manipulating me even if they're not doing that at all and so I was just asking Jesus that and I went to bed that night and got this beautiful dream of really um well this part isn't beautiful but just of basically like a Victoria's Secret fashion show it was all my heart, I love Nepali people so much. And it was all Nepali people up oh, there. God. And I was just, I was sitting, I had to sit in the audience. And some, I, I was like just crying in my dream. And I said, I want to leave. And they, someone turned to me and said, you can only leave if a guy takes you out. And there was all of these guys in the audience. Oh, and some gosh. of them were like my friends that I'm sure have really pure hearts, but just in the dream. And right. well, you know, it's uh, positioning people and yeah, totally there's, there's and reasons that yes. you see people in dreams. <laughs> yes. And totally. And so some people and so I was like, who can like someone take me out and no one like all the guys were just like fixated on what was going on. And then all of a sudden, Michael, Michael was behind me and I didn't see him. And he tapped my shoulder and he said, let's let's go. I don't like I don't want this. And it's like. Wow. Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps. I have not heard this story. That's crazy. Yeah, and so I woke up from that dream and the Lord just kept telling, I trust him. I trust Mm. him with your heart. He has a pure heart. He knows me. And just, and there there was still like a, we still were, we still just, we were working through stuff from my past too, but just like, there was just an assurance in my heart of he loves Jesus and he purely like he he's the kind he loves me in the way that I want to be loved totally and yeah. so yeah. wow that is so beautiful it's from my that's, side that's awesome praise yeah. God yeah. praise the Lord so what I really want to do is you know I mean you guys have been married for almost a year which is amazing come on Woo-hoo. you guys gotta like have a party or something that one year anniversary um but I know that Michael you you've taken your healing and then you've made it a platform which I love because you're taking that and you're saying hey the stakes are high get yourself you know like you're you're encouraging friends you're encouraging people to really step into healing around sexual purity which I love so this podcast is mainly towards 
I mean, a lot of people listen to this that aren't divorced, but this particular series is about yeah. people that have gone through divorce and then dating after that. So hypothetically, um, not me, <laughs> but another divorced person in your life <laughs> um, maybe comes to you and says, hey, I'm in, an, I'm in a relationship and I want to do this right. Yeah. N- not, not necessarily to get your advice, <laughs> but like, yep. hey, meet my boyfriend because... Because, but I do have the desire to do it right. Yeah. My heart is to honor the Lord. My heart is to honor this other person. And my heart is to honor myself. And I think that that's a legitimate thing to say, I want to honor myself. Yeah. You know? Um, but when we, when we date after divorce, it's very complicated because we're carrying in a lot of things. You know, there's healing. There's 100% healing. Yep. Absolutely. Totally believe that. But there's a lot of fear. Yeah. There's a lot of fear that we're going to do the wrong thing. There's, there's tentative ideas here of like some people like are very afraid of the emotional intimacy. Some people want to dive into emotional intimacy way too soon because of like overcompensating. So, so it's a very complicated topic. Yeah. So we're really just skimming the surface and, and I know that your opinions are strong ones. Yes. They're also your opinions. (laughs) And (laughs) And I'm right. (laughs) And well, I mean, we may have, we may differ in some of those opinions too, but, but what I love is that you speak your opinions very boldly and I appreciate that too. So, um, yeah. So let's say that there's this random person that comes and says, Hey, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. I'm divorced. Yeah. But they're your friend and you yeah. feel like you've earned maybe the right to speak into their life. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, that's that's a good preface. This is my opinion. This is a lo- like a lot of just coming from my experience and, and what I really believe Jesus is saying in the Bible. And when I read the Bible, this is really what I feel. Um, but yeah, the, the first thing I would say, just regarding specifically the, the, the place of sexual purity and because I'm a man, I'm going to speak directly to that. Mm-hmm. I believe that if there is like, let me see how to define this. Again, I don't believe in like a time frame. I'm not one of those people. I believe that if you, like today, if you really have a revelation from the Lord, and this is between you and the Lord, that you're free, that you're free. I would recommend not diving right into a relationship right away. Yeah. But you need to have that revelation because I've yeah. talked to many men who it's like, how are you doing in this area? And it's like, oh, I've been good for a while, but you know, like I'm always going to struggle with it. And I go, stop, hold on. Yeah. You are like that. That's heaping so much this looming thing over, especially a woman. Like, yeah, I'm a ticking time bomb. I could go off any time. There's wow. like, there's no, there's no safety there. Like for, for my priority is to come in and bring a lot of safety hmm. for my wife. And at the time, my, my girlfriend and my fiance who are all the same person by the way that's right one person <laughs> three people three persons one yeah. <laughs> trinity um so i believe that you need to actually like you need to get with jesus and, yeah. and get free and yeah. and and that's a place of discernment i would say and you do that alone with him alone with him or with the help of a therapist I, I think I no, think that totally. somebody can lead you through that healing yeah. that can help you, but you have to do that alone and you can't expect to get healthy in a relationship no, with no, somebody. No, no. I do not believe that that a relationship is is essentially a valve. 
that you're like yeah. you are loosening the pressure like i as a man i have all this pressure building of sexuality and i enter into a relationship mar- marriage to solve the the problem right like i i, I heard this this uh, pastor say and I, I just love this so much but he says that Adam wasn't walking around in the garden with an erection saying, what am I supposed to do with this? So God created Eve. Oh my gosh, Michael. And wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Marriage relationship is not a decompressing. I am full of hormones and I need to release this. Okay. Come marriage on. is in the intent Yeah. to lay your life down like Jesus. Yes. Yes. Jesus knew who he was. He was secure. He was in full. He was perfect. Yes. In relationship with the Father and the Mm. Holy Spirit. Out of that abundance of love, he chose to love us. Yeah. And that's our model. Hmm. I love that. So so when it comes to pornography in a relationship, if you're a man, I would say for the good of uh, your significant other and for your good, to probably at least take a break and take steps backwards and evaluate this and to get to get with Jesus and to get alone with him and talk to him about this and yeah. get healing. Because you do not want to drag a woman into that because it's not it's just going to be messy. You don't want to enter into marriage with that variable yep. in there. Yep. That is going to result in a mess in an absolute mess. And now going kind of into the relationship, the dating relationship. For me specifically, I got to go in completely free. And Praise the Lord. It, I haven't I haven't dealt with this issue for, for over two years now. And it's been the best thing for me and the best thing for my for my wife. Because she like like she said, she's she's told this to me before where she said, If you told me that you watched pornography and masturbation, my I, I, I the first reaction would be she would laugh and think I was joking. <laughs> Because because there's been so much trust established, yeah. and, and she knows my heart, she knows my love, yeah. and I, and I, I'm not saying that I'm above, I'm above ever 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 stumbling, but I'm I've lived my life so above reproach in our relationship that she she isn't she doesn't actually need to check my phone constantly out of insecurity, right doesn't mean that i'm i'm not accountable to people people know my life right and it doesn't, and that mean, doesn't that mean that, I hide. that you're not building boundaries totally either i'm because I'm, boundaries are healthy and they're important yeah i'm actively yep. pursuing yep a situation and in, in life where more my wife feels safe and loved. that's so awesome i'm not like for even like i just have very clear idea of what it looks like to interact with other women mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not gonna go oh i'm above everything yeah i'm really because i'm free because i'm I'm free i can do whatever i want that's not true no it's absolutely not true you're wise exactly so in regards to my relationship the way i dated and the way i i and i and i I sit when i sit down with, with couples with with good friends i tell them this and i say this is what i think you go to the lord and you talk to the lord and i haven't met one that goes oh you were totally wrong I've had couples walk away and go, well, I don't think I agree with you, but then they end up ending or they switch. So, okay. (laughs) But basically, so when I sit down with, with couples just about dating and the way that I really, really see sexual purity flowing into what does that look like when there's two people involved in, in a dating relationship or engaged, my conviction is this is not a, an arena to really 
test the waters just with the physical boundaries. And it doesn't mean like I can't show can't show any physical affection towards my girlfriend or fiance. But my genuine conviction is that I'm going to set a really clear boundary. I might go even further, but it if it if it establishes trust in her heart, it's so worth it. Like I don't know where the line is, but I don't even want to come close to the line. Yeah. Because because if if she sees that oh my gosh, he's willing to lay that down yeah. in this season, if he's willing to lay down for me, for us it was kissing. We did we decided not to kiss. Yeah. And we and it was the best decision that I've ever made. Mm-hmm. And it's not about kissing, but it's actually it's saying to her I am saving myself and it's establishing trust so that when we do get married and I do give myself 100% of myself, she is going to know in her heart yeah. that Michael has self-control and that Michael has saved himself from me. Yeah. Because if wow. she's if she's witnessing me actually say one thing and do another, it's establishing something in her heart going, oh, he said that he would do this and then he did this. Mm. I believe that that the best thing I could do for our marriage and our relationship was just to not kiss because because frankly for me it's like on that wedding day you may now kiss the bride it almost has the assumption of we're not going to kiss until this moment and it's a it's the demonstration of unity and yeah. covenant before people because obviously you're going to do some other things yeah. that are not before people <laughs> praise the lord yes that's, and that's going to be important. it's going to be incredible but it's actually it's actually a physical representation of unity Mm -hmm. and i believe that that is supposed to be reserved for marriage and and again if someone disagrees i'm not gonna go "Ooh, you're unpure i have i have friends who've said i don't i don't believe that and i go great like but this is where my my conviction has landed and i believe that i'm right Mm -hmm. but I'm there's no way that I'm actually going to judge someone that I know right because I don't know their heart I can I can I'm the steward of my heart but I have a very strong conviction right and I love I love how you're how you're saying that that's actually building the trust that that's actually the main thing that you're not you're not being double-minded yep you're not being you're not being one saying one thing and doing another yeah you're um you're being consistent yep and um and so that's something that you would say to to a friend let's say that um that is in a relationship and introducing you yeah <laughs> you might dive in and even say that like hey where are these physical boundaries and what is the point of the physical boundaries is it yep. to get up really close to them and see how far you can mm. how close you can toe the line yeah. or is it to say no the point of these is that i want to establish trust and i want to establish love yep. in the relationship and i think that that's so beautiful yeah and I want to speak from the the woman's perspective as well with this too, yeah. because you know my my issue was never my issue was never pornography. Yeah. Um. It was never it was never that. Praise God. Um. But my my issue, I guess, in sometimes dating after divorce, and I've talked about this in the series, is just how I've wanted to get validation from someone else. Yeah. And wanted to get that. Like, oh, I'm okay from someone else and feeling secure from someone else. Yep. And that is not love because that's actually, um, I'm giving with the expectation of receiving. Yeah. And I think that that can, I think that that can very much be tied into a physical relationship yeah. by like, oh, I'm going to prove that I, I don't prove something to you to, to give you this so that I can yeah. feel 
better about myself, that I can feel secure about the relationship that I can feel. And that's not love. Like I said, those those things are tied. Like the core of it is tied. Um, It may represent itself differently between a man and a woman. Yeah. Um, But I think at the core, it's really just the fact that we need to first go to the Lord. We need to first get what we, um, our identity from him. Yeah. And then in that way that bleeds into our relationships and then we can see other people in the way that God sees them. And that's, yeah, I think that that's just really everything. That's really good. I would say that just bottom line dating, it's, it's so incredible. And it's a time that you are, you are working a foundation for marriage and you can have an incredible marriage just based on how you date. And yeah, those are my convictions. My conviction would be just like for a guy, I would say that you need to know your, you need to know you're a son. You need to mm-hmm. know your identity and your purity before the father, yeah, before you funny. can ever become, come before a woman in a pure heart. And I would say just for dating, it's a time to really get to know their heart and, and know what it means to know what it means to love. And for me, that was, I don't see the the physical aspect being necessary because going into marriage, there's never a moment when I look back and go, man, I wish that we would have, wouldn't have had that boundary. I wish that we would have added kissing or I wish that we would have, that's never, ever, ever going to cross anyone's mind. I think ever. Mm. Um, so that's my opinion. Yeah. You need to edit that out. I won't. I won't edit it out because you're entitled. You're absolutely entitled to your opinion. Yeah. And, um, and I think that that's a really, that's a really important aspect. Yeah. It's just, it's all about, um, it's all about establishing that trust. Yep. Um, particularly when you've been hurt. Yep. You know, when, when, when we come from wounded past, whether that's, whether that's, um, you know, as a child or even just past relationships of, um, feeling you know divorce and and all of that there's a lot of there's a lot of hurt that we bring into every relationship yeah but it's not it's not beyond the healing of jesus mm-hmm. and and i think that yeah i just i just think your your perspective on this is great and thank you so much for your vulnerability yeah um in sharing your story with this um but then also just bringing that authority because your your pain the thing that the enemy meant to destroy you because with every sin, he's trying to destroy us, right? Yeah. <laughs> like with every temptation, he's trying to destroy us. The thing that the enemy meant to destroy you, you're now using to bring freedom. And that's just what the Lord yeah. entails. Like that, that's what he does. He takes the thing that the enemy means to, to kill us. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to now make that your platform to instill yeah. healing and instill hope. 100%. So there is, so if you're listening to this and you have, um, you know, you've been divorced or maybe, maybe not, maybe you're, maybe you're in a relationship right now and you are, um, you've gone too far. You've, you've passed those boundaries that you want to, that you want to, that you wanted to hold. It's not, it's not beyond Jesus and it's not beyond the healing power of Jesus. It's, it will take some work. It's going to, it's, it might be challenging, but this life is not supposed to be easy. <laughs> this life isn't, it, God, God never promised us an easy life. Yeah. Um, but get some help, get some help with it. Talk to somebody and there is freedom. There's freedom and there's hope in this. Yeah. So that's just, that's what I want to say that it's possible to do it right. Yeah. It's possible to, to have freedom and, and receive freedom 
Um, and that's so encouraging. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for doing this and for Absolutely. sharing your story. I love you guys so much. Love you too. Love you guys on the audience. Aww. They love you too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you got to come back. <laughs> oh, we will be. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> Well, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening, for supporting this podcast, and especially this series on dating after divorce, because this is a huge topic. If you've been divorced and you're navigating the dating scene, it's scary. And especially this topic of sexual purity is really hard because you've had a covenant, you've had that experience, and then you're now trying to navigate what it looks like to get to know somebody, to to try on relationships and it's just complicated. But I really wanna encourage you, if you take anything away from this episode, do this with God. Do this with the Holy Spirit because he wants to help you with this. He is a real person, you guys, and he wants to communicate to you. So you're not alone. Remember to like this podcast and rate it on iTunes. If this ministry is something that is resonating with you, would you give to it financially? You can do that on my Patreon page, and the information is in the show notes. Remember, there is healing, there's redemption in Jesus, and there is always, always hope. Because remember, hope is my middle name. We'll see you next week.